It is about that time, Packers Life Sports Show. Benjamin Denton. John Hinton. And we're coming at you live on one of the premier college radio stations in the nation. Keeping you up to date with the latest and the greatest with NC State. And guess what? We're done. (laughs) We're done. There's no more finals. We are done with school. Thank goodness. We took our last final earlier today. You may be able to detect the excitement yeah. In my voice. Yeah, I'm just burned out. I had six finals, took 18 credit hours this semester. Would not recommend, by the way. But uh, finally got done today, so ready to just just chill and talk some sports. It's our last show of the semester, by the way. So, yes, we're yeah. going to be taking a three-week hiatus because um, yes. we're com- classes start the 8th, so that's when we'll be back. That's, that's when we'll we- be back, January 8th. That's a Wednesday, so you guys... Mark that down, put it on your calendars, and remember to tune in because we're going to be live at 5 on that Wednesday. Live at 5. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like something like from a TV channel, but I guess I don't have to ask how you're doing because finals is over. Yeah. So Obviously, you're very excited and energetic. Excited. Yeah. How was your semester? So, this is the last show of the semester. Huh. How was your semester? 18 credit hours. Um. Wow. A lot of work. Um, I'm also an RA, so a lot of work with that too. But uh, overall, a lot of work. And I've said that three times now, and I've intended to say it three times now. A lot of work. You think you might RA next year? Next year? I'm still thinking about it. Still thinking about it. But uh, I'll definitely finish out this uh, next semester, spring semester. Anything exciting happen when you were an RA? Like anything noteworthy? Uh, nothing I can talk about on the air. Oh, but, man. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta tell me the deets like when we get off the show because I'm down. But yeah, okay, actually, what does that mean? I want to hear interesting stuff okay. that happened. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I definitely want to hear it. So yeah, I did not have 18 credit hours. I only had 13 because I dropped Spanish because I didn't do well in the first exam. I, yeah, I speak one language. That's that's me. So we're gonna have to figure out how we're gonna communication get major. Everybody, yeah, gotta learn how to communicate. Yeah, that's we're, we're getting that degree, man. <laughs> All right, enough about us. What's on the docket for today's show, John? Um, well, it's our last show, and uh, all the most of the fall sports have died down, so not a whole lot of stuff in the re- non-revenue category of sports, but we're certainly going to talk some uh, pro basketball, pro football, Carolina Panthers. Um, we're going to talk some wrestling, some track and field, and men's and women's basketball, all for NC State. All righty, and we're going to open that up with track and field, their season just started, it seemed like, because it literally did. Yes. We talked about it for the first time on the show last week. They recent they had two events, and last week they had the Hoosier Open. Of course, uh, Joshua Davis, he won that again. He was the reigning national player of the week in the weight throw, and he won it with 21 meters, .14 in his second attempt. So that was first place at the competition for the weight throw. Yeah, and this entire meet was all weight throws, so there was no actual track part of the track and field. Um, also noteworthy of the weight throw, uh, Lauren Evans picked up two top 10 finishes in the weight throw and the shot put. Uh, she threw a distance of six point or 62.6, I'm sorry, 62 feet and 6.75 inches to place fifth overall. And she also participated in the shot put and she threw 46 feet, 0.75 inches, or 14 meters to finish in ninth. Yeah, so two two events, two top 10 finishes. The Wolfpack is killing it. Uh, track and field is going to be done for a while. Uh, they, don't, they don't come back until the Carolina Cup. I mean, we will host 
UNC Chapel Hill. Yes. On January 13th. Yeah, so, so uh, basically, you know, just they take winter break. They're students, too, just like us. But, you know, lots of training, uh, getting ready for that meet against I know. Uh, we're, we're on here holds. complaining about our, our school, but all these athletes we talk about, they got school and a varsity sport they compete on. Yeah, yeah. I spend enough time at the gym to where I basically know what they're talking about. It's just I'm not getting rewarded by getting to play D1 sports. You're also I'm not just required to. Yeah, but I choose to. <laughs> Pick up at Carmichael is, is fun. Anyway, so moving on. Wrestling, this is the only other non-revenue sport that is going on right now, but we're keeping y'all up to date. By the way, follow us on Twitter, at PackIsLifeNCSU, if you haven't already done that. And you should. You really, really should. We're an amazing follow. I can I can uh, guarantee. Yes. I, yeah, uh, Anything absolutely. sports. Yeah. We'll keep you updated. All right. Anyway, so I digress, but... Hack Wrestling got the dub this week versus Appalachian State. But Appalachian. Appalachian? Appalachian? Appalachian. Some people say Appalachian. Yeah, Northerners say Appalachian. I normally say Appalachian. It was a slip of the tongue. Okay. I apologize. You better. It's <laughs> Appalachian. <laughs> okay. I say y'all, so I'm fine. Anyway, <laughs> so we're going to, we learn something new every day. And I'm going to admit right here, I didn't know the know a lot about wrestling but yeah we haven't really gone into it on the show yet how wrestling is scored in a wrestling match so how is wrestling scored in a wrestling match john well there are multiple ways to score five in fact um there's your basic takedown uh that scores two points for taking your opponent down to the mat and then controlling them or putting them in a hold and then there's also escape if you get down on the mat or you get to a neutral position after your um, opponent has down gotten you down on the mat. So they just get a takedown and you escape from that. You can kind of salvage that a little bit by getting a point for an escape. Well, it doesn't count as a takedown unless they um, unless they don't escape. Oh, okay. And, Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. and the escape counts as points. Uh, a reversal is also worth two points, and that's when your opponent has you down on the mat and you come from underneath and gain control of your opponent. Wow, that'd be, that'd be pretty interesting. You get a reversal and then a takedown, like right after. Oh, that. I think I think uh, it's still only two points. Still only two points. Yes, still only two points. Oh, it's man. basically like a takedown, but from um, a control position. Yeah. yeah, I'm not I'm not good at wrestling. Yeah, I would. I've never tried wrestling. I have a feeling that if I trained, I have the right body type for it. But I I don't expect that I would do well. So My humble. upper body strength. So is, humble. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah, I know. I know. I I'm said just I would be a bad wrestler despite my good body type for wrestling. All righty. Listen. Listen. I'm, that's half of communication. Again, your wow. major. Okay, drop yeah. of knowledge. Well, tell us the rest of how wrestling is scored, <laughs> John, since you're dropping knowledge. There's also a near fall, which can be two or three points. Uh, you get near fall points when you almost but not quite get your opponent pinned. And um, a near fall is when both shoulders are held for two seconds within four inches of the mat. Or one shoulder touches the mat and the other shoulder is at a 45-degree angle coming down to the mat. Or if the wrestler is back on both elbows or held in a high bridge. So now, for you listen... Oh, and the other way, the fifth way that points can be scored, there's a lot of different penalty points. So different things you can do for a penalty in that just... It doesn't take points away from you. It awards your opponent points. So when you go watch NC State Wrestling, now you are a little... Little more informed. Educated. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. When, you know, it's the last day of finals, but we're still learning something new. <laughs> All right. So learning the, is not just in the classroom; it's everything you do in life. All right. Which is I'm, why GPA is right not now. that important. Okay. Yes. Yeah, these get degrees. Is, are you? 
Yeah, Please that's my married. official message. GPA is not important. <laughs> when its finals are over. All right. So number six, Wolfpack. They hosted Appalachian State. They had ten bouts. Yeah, they won nine of them. Uh, final score was thirty-four to three overall. NC State uh, reeled off three straight wins. Took a twelve-nothing lead in points to open the duel at one hundred and forty-nine pounds. Uh, number eighteen in the country, Bo Donahue scored the bouts long two takedowns. And he came away with a 6-3 to three win. Hayden Hidley was dominant in his bout at 157 pounds. And he won. He is now 7-0 and on the season. Wow. So he also actually won uh, Wrestler of the Week in the ACC. So that earned him that honor. Wow. Uh, number 20, Brian Hammond. He scored a takedown in the first. And he rode out his opponent the entire second period. And he won with a final score of 5-3. to three. So Appalachian State actually did get a win at 174 pounds, but right after that, number three, Pete Renda scored an escape with just eight seconds left for a 3-2 win to put the pack up 15-3. So we just talked about the escape. He got the one point for the escape and actually won the bout with eight seconds left in the match. Unreal. That's awesome. Yeah. We wouldn't know how awesome that was if we didn't have that knowledge. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the next name... uh, Th- that's that's you, John. You you get that name. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Michael Machiavellio um, scored a takedown in the second and a reversal to start the third round, and he picked up a five to two win at 197 pounds. Goodness, that that's my weight class. Almost that's exactly. your weight class. Almost heavyweight, but not quite. Well, yeah, I'm like at 194 right now. Okay, I'm trying to yeah. get down to 185. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, at heavyweight Malik McDonald put together a takedown and a two point near fall in the third. In the third period for a 6-1 win. The pack's second pin of the day was by Tommy Cox at 125 pounds, just 2 minutes and 20 seconds into the match. So a pin is a win. Yes. So you win the match when you get the pin. Okay. Exactly. Easy Eric, way to remember that. <laughs> yeah. Tarek Wilson scored an 8-2 win at 133 pounds. And number 2 in the country, Kevin Jack, closed out the road win with a 15-3 major decision at 141 pounds. The Wolfpack will be back in action next weekend. We are traveling to number 12, Nebraska, for a duel on Friday night, and then continuing on to Reno for the Reno Tournament of Champions. That is on Sunday. All righty, that wraps it up for the non-revenue sports. Women's basketball, we hosted Georgetown. It really wasn't a close game. 25-10 first quarter lead. Man. Yeah. I mean, like you said, 25 to 10, 15 points at the end of the first quarter. Uh, Georgetown, they kept having these mini runs to pull within like uh, 9, 10, 11 points during the second quarter and third and fourth quarters. But honestly, like it just, it wasn't ever really close. Yeah, that was a, a very dominant win for the women's basketball yeah, impro- at Reynolds Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Improved to 8 and 2 overall, 6 and 0 at Reynolds this year, Goodness which gracious. means all NC State basketball teams are undefeated at Reynolds. Um, Ashlyn Koenig, Kiara Leslie led the way with 16 apiece. NC State had four do- players in double figures in total. Akella Mays and Chelsea Nelson had 13 and 10 points, respectively. And sophomore Erica Castle only played 16 minutes, but she led the way on the boards with 11 rebounds. Nice. And that, that was basically the story of this game. NC State out-rebounded Georgetown 50-30. to 30. Goodness gracious. Yeah, that's unreal, honestly. A lot of offensive boards, a lot of second-chance points, and none for Georgetown. So, All right, so it's good to see a win for the Pack. Up next, they got a game Thursday night. They're hosting East Tennessee State, that, and then Elon on Saturday. 
So those are both games are going to be in Reynolds Coliseum. Oh, yes. Go out and support the pack. It's not expensive. Speaking of Reynolds Coliseum, we had the annual heritage game in Reynolds Coliseum for the men's basketball. You mm-hmm. and I were at that game. It was a good environment, that was, to say the least. That was amazing. Reynolds Coliseum is my favorite venue of all time, just hands down. Like It's awesome. And it was we were playing University of Missouri, Kansas City, UMKC Kangaroos. They had that, some nice uniforms. They, they were like, nice. They were good uniforms. And actually, looks like, like the Warriors a little you, bit. You'd think that like they wouldn't be that good, but they actually had some really quality athletes on the floor as well as some good, just good basketball players. They were not a cupcake team. Yeah, they were not a pushover for sure. Um, we were only up 25 to 20 um, halfway through the first half. And mm-hmm. then we went on like a, a 20 point run. I think we were up 22 at halftime. Yeah, 44 to 22. Like 44 to 22. They missed a lot of layups in the first half, and they had a lot of... Our defense was really, really good. We were forcing bad shots. Yurt7 has continued to play aggressive. He had a couple of really nice blocks. Oh, yeah. The play of the game of the year should have been on (laughs) Center. Six foot one, Mark Hill Johnson took off from just inside the left elbow, about 13 feet from the basket, (laughs) and dunked over a grown man. That was seven feet and two inches tall. Yeah, he didn't even jump, and I don't blame him. Markel just like pretty much ended his life, I ended mean, his D one career. <laughs> like, I mean, oh my goodness, if that had happened like in UMKC's gym, that's a transfer. Yeah, that, that's that's a transfer. <laughs> yeah, you but. don't. I thought it was gonna be. It was a. It was a. They uh, they started pressing us, and then Braxton Beverly found Johnson to break the press, and it ended up being a two on one. And I think the the um I think his uh the seven two player for uh, UMKC he thought stood there yeah well he thought it was going to be a lob to Yurt seven so he was going to play the lob because he was like this little guy is not going to dunk is he well he was wrong also well, see I, what, what you got to do in that situation is you got to you got to jab at the ball handler and then step back for the lob but what he did he just kind of sat there and he was you're right he was uh, like waiting for the lob but then like he just like watched Markel you know. Well, that's all he could do because Markel was like face and 13 feet it. from the basket <laughs> taking off. I mean, he just. I don't think he was that far. It was re- like he was a 13 step. 13 feet yeah, is he halfway was, to the three point line. He was a step inside the free throw line. You got you to gotta watch, uh, watch the play on Instagram at the men's basketball. Okay. Yeah, but it was, it was an insane dunk. It, Reynolds was amazing. Torn Dorn was the player of the game. He played amazing. He had 22 points, 17 rebounds, and a couple of put pack. Put back dunks, shot nine for fourteen. Torn Dorn is this is the star of the game for sure. He's been the star of. He's been one of the more consistent players for NC State. Now, Alaric Freeman has been as you as you talked about. We talked about before the show. He's been the only player to score double figures every game. But um, Torn Dorn, he has been really really consistent on defense. He had a bad shooting game versus Penn State, but he still went and grabbed rebounds. I think any team can always use a guy that works that hard and is hitting the boards even when he's not shooting well. Especially a guy who's only six foot five. Yeah. You know, somebody who can rebound like that, um, a la Russell Westbrook in the NBA, mm-hmm. at that height is just um, a great weapon to have on defense, which is, is weird to say, a weapon on defense. But it really is. When you got mm-hmm. you got four guys who can go up and grab a board, and then you got Markel Johnson, Braxton Ver- Beverly, a bunch of guards, they can run the transition. I think Torrin Doran is like absolutely the perfect fit 
in our yes. offense. Like he really is the X He's factor kind of that, for us. Yeah, that glue guy, X factor. Yeah. Another good thing about Torin Doran grabbing rebounds is he is a guard. So he doesn't have to mm-hmm. look for the outlet pass on the break. And so we're getting a lot of fast breaks because Doran grabs the ball and starts running up the court if he has numbers. And you don't have to wait that extra second to, for a big man normally looks for the point guard. Yes, yeah. And I think it's good that he's, um, I mean, a lot of times, Torin Doran, he might go for seven points. He might go for 25 points. So that's mm-hmm. why I say he's kind of the X factor. You got guys like Alaric Freeman, like you said, he scored double figures in every game. We know what we're going we're gonna to get from Alaric Freeman. It's going to be A bucket somewhere, when we need one. A bucket when we need one. Exactly, yeah. A bucket when we need one and a bucket when we pretty much can't get one if, like, the offense isn't flowing or anything. He's our guy. Go to him in isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Leonard Freeman, I think, are probably our most consistent players. Freeman is really nice that he'll go one game, get two points, next game get 20. Freeman actually came off the bench against UMKC. Yurtz even got his first start of the season, Mm -hmm. which I personally like because I really think um, Freeman brings a lot more energy, Mm -hmm. which is good off the bench, but Yurtz even has a lot more skill. Yurtsevin was more. a little bit sluggish to, at the start of the game. He, it, it he was still clear. shot four for six. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't used to starting. He got taken out after a couple of minutes because yeah. he just mm-hmm. wasn't in it as much. And I kind of I kind of understand that because I didn't like I just played church league, and so <laughs> you didn't start your best five. You actually had your sets because you had to sub in. Like, oh yeah, like upward basketball. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you got I the never... wristbands to match up with who you guard. Did you uh, ever have I, that? No. That <laughs> this is this was as a teenager. No, I oh. was. <laughs> I never liked starting because I could never get into the game. If I came into the game off the bench, game's already flowing. I could just jump into the flow of the game. Well, yeah, it's it's definitely different because um, a lot of time Yurtsevin's coming in and he's got the freshest legs coming yeah. off the bench. But, I mean, he'll adapt. He'll get there, I think. Honestly. I like our, all of our big men because Abu came in. He was healthy, but not 100%. Obviously, he was on a minutes restriction. He only played eight minutes, but he played very well in the time he was in there. He got, he got rejected at the rim on yeah. one dunk, yeah. Could have been a, a massive poster, but um, I forgot who it was for UMKC. It definitely, was number 30. They it was didn't definitely have names. their best player. Yeah, they didn't have names on their jerseys. Yeah. He looked like he could play at another school, probably higher up than uh, UMKC. Potentially another level, honestly. Yeah. I mean, this guy was uh, six foot eight, handling the ball, you know, meeting Abu at the rim. Yeah, he was about and he could Abu's shoot, build. too. Yeah. Yeah. He's about like Malik Abu, but healthy. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm sure we'll see his progression in the next couple of I'll weeks. bet a healthy Abu would have finished that dunk. A healthy, likely, honestly, a healthy Abu is going to push this team to um, being one of the top. I, I'm going to say top six in the ACC. I can agree with that as yeah. well. Yeah, they th- were really... that's, our, that's our ceiling right now. Yeah, we're not going to beat the best teams in the ACC, but right. when we have a healthy Abu, we have Freeman and Yurt Seven, that rotation of big men where we can play, oh, yeah. we can play small ball with any one of those guys. And also... Mm-hmm. With there's a bigger team, we can match up well. We got a nice rotation. We got a player when we when we need buckets, we can get Al Freeman to get us buckets. We got a shooter in Sam Hunt, and we got Marco Johnson. Well, Beverly and, too. Yeah, he's knocking down threes. Bre- Beverly pulled range. up from the KL logo on the court. Oh, that was nasty. On the he left was, wing, he was like five feet behind the line. Yeah, Beverly. He is always he's he like uh, Coach Keats puts him in there when the game gets a little bit like too. Helter He's Skelter. a spark plug, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, all right, mm-hmm. Braxton, you run things for a little bit. And the offense usually flows very well when Braxton Beverly's running, as well as Markel Johnson. He had a career-high 17 points in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was really good all-around showing for the pack. Yeah. Uh, we're taking on uh, UNCG on Saturday at 12. That is in P. 
ENC Arena. Unfortunately. So for all the students who are around, even after finals are over, yeah, good portion of NC State pack. students are from Raleigh. Oh, yeah, yeah. A decent sure. portion. I mean, I am. So yeah. I'm within driving distance. I might go to the game. I'm not sure yet. Depends yeah. on get home for Christmas break. My mom tells me what I have to go do. I, he- I heard something interesting, though. Uh, is like a nickname for LeVar Bats, the Enforcer. Oh, my goodness. That was so good. I think that's one of the best nicknames I've ever heard. That was shout-outs to the, to the guys that were sitting behind us at yeah, the game. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who they are, but they, 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 they were kept awesome. calling LeVar Bats the Enforcer, and I really like it because... You know, you put the enforcer in on defense, yeah, he's going to really shut you good. down. He is really good on he's defense. He's going to shut you right down. Now. That's what he's going to do. So He gets fouls, too. Yeah. From which now is... on, we're calling LeVar Bats Jr. the enforcer or Junior Jr. Because Dennis Smith Jr. was oh, also a exactly. Junior Jr. Or uh, just LeVar. I, I do, <laughs> the, the true LeVar. The, yeah. <laughs> well, we, we can talk about LeVar Ball later. I have LeVar Bats. one major, yeah. major complaint. For the game at Reynolds. Okay. We got one opportunity to win chicken. And for those of you who don't know, oh. Chick-fil-A has this promotion <laughs> with NC State basketball where in the final eight minutes of the game, if the opponent misses two consecutive free throws on a, one trip to the line, yeah. so they go 0 for 2 on a trip, everyone in there, you take your ticket to participating Chick-fil-A's and you get a free chicken sandwich. Yeah. Get some good we want chicken chance. Yeah, that's, that's a PSA, <laughs> by the way. And it's amazing because even in games that were up 30 playing bad teams... The place is electric because everyone wants chicken. Yeah. And there were nine fouls in the first 12 minutes of the second half. Yeah. Eight minutes went by. One there foul. Was one foul <laughs> with three minutes left. That was it. Did he, didn't the guy bank in his second free throw? That was versus Penn State. That, yeah, yeah, that was versus he Penn State. He missed the first and then banked in the second to take away chicken from us. This time he us. made the first and then um, yeah. missed the second, but... Yeah. One opportunity. Hopefully that can happen sometime. It'll happen at the game that I'm Come not on, at. Come on, Coach of Keats. Course. You know we but. want chicken. You know <laughs> that you're up big in most of these games. Like, give us a couple of fouls. You yeah. know we did. We did get to see um, Spitzer Newman play some minutes at the end of that game. Not, that was yeah. pretty cool. He did get one three point shot. He got one three point shot. It was really close. Hit the front of the rim and uh, went over. But still, I mean, he'll get a bucket sometime. Yeah, fan favorite. You know, interestingly, Sean Kirk did not get to play. Sean Kirk, speaking of fan favorite. Everyone, oh, yeah. I always look forward to Sean Kirk all he tries to do is dunk. Well, that's all he's, like, I mean, <laughs> yes. You can be Sean honest. Sean Kirk is an amazing dunker. Yes. He's not, he doesn't have the best jump shot in the world. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, like, when he develops that, I'm sure we'll, we'll see him play more, for sure, yeah, in but the future. He, but when he gets in, he goes for the poster. Was it the, uh, it's like that opening, I don't know if it's called, like, the red and white game or something with men's basketball. Red that, and white game, yeah. Yeah. He did like a, they had the dunk contest and he dunked from the free throw line. Really? Yeah, I saw that. That's, I saw that video. Nice. He is a high flyer. He is really to say the least. <laughs> yeah, I think he has. Um, I've asked Leonard. I had class with him last semester. He said that Sean Kirk had like a forty-four inch vertical, and that's the guy that's like six eight. Abu forty four inches. Yeah, Abu has like a forty one. Oh that's what Leonard Freeman told me. Forty one. Something like that. It was forty one or forty two. Wow. He's he said Dennis. And Sean Kirk and Abu were all 40-plus. I feel like Markel's 40-plus. He probably is. I feel like he's getting there if he's I not I didn't ask yet. about Markel Johnson. Yeah, LeVar Bats probably, too. He's a, I mean, he's a high flyer for someone yeah. who's only 6'2". Also, on his, his jump shots, he jumps so high. He jumps like he was one for a one again. Half off the ground. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, if it goes in, it doesn't matter what, what it looks like. It's not like. a pretty jump shot, but yeah. like I love it when it goes in and he doesn't force it. As long He's as actually he, shooting a good percentage yeah, this year. As long as he continues 30%. to not force it, it, that, it, 
he will be a really good on offense as well as defense. But mm-hmm. he's amazing on defense already. So we got that game coming up at Saturday at 12, hosting UNC Greensboro. It'll be a win over UNC is how we're going to go down on the record on the show here today. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that concludes our NC State sports coverage for today. We're going to move on and uh, talk about some Carolina Panthers. Had a big game on Sunday. Man, oh man. Yes, that game was huge. It was I, exciting. That was a super, super exciting game. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And uh, I was wrong about Jonathan Stewart. He's not done. We shouldn't have traded nope. him at three touchdowns, over 100 <laughs> yards. Jonathan Stewart came in the clutch. Cam Newton, the interception was like 30% his fault, where it was it was a bad pass to McCaffrey. Yeah. And it wasn't even totally McCaffrey's fault. It was just overall just not a good play, but not really anyone's fault. And the fault. defender happened to be literally right in the yeah. perfect spot to make the catch. It just looked like so. one of those plays that happens when Carolina is going to choke. Yeah. And shout outs to the defense, though. Get it, forcing the field goal at the end of the game to force the tie, and then Cam yeah. Newton... Cam Newton running his way into the Panthers' victory. And also... Oh, that was awesome. That was an amazing run, but we could have just killed time, lost our aggression, and went for the field goal. Yeah. But we went for the touchdown, which I'm super excited to see from my dude, Mike Shula. He's not really my dude because I don't, <laughs> I still don't like Mike Shula, but we got the you win. You know, what's interesting is I think that uh, Mike Shula called the same game that he has all season. Hmm. It's just that we we executed better. Execute well. I'm not. There was we did get the game winning touchdown from Stewart, and yeah. it almost didn't happen. It was three yeah. plays from first and goal. But, but what I'm saying is that um, most like of your critiques of Shula have been like, oh wow, we run the play, we run the ball with Stewart just about every time. Yes, and we did. It happened to work, and it worked against one of work. the better defenses in the league. So were- it didn't happen to work. It was better execution. Because if we can't do it against the Jets, but we could do it against the Vikings, that's definitely not happening to work. It's it's definitely the execution. I think Matt Khalil probably... We also had Ryan Khalil back, though. We did have Ryan Khalil. That definitely was a he big is, factor. He is, in my opinion, he's, what, a five-time Pro Bowler? In my opinion, he's when he's healthy, he's the best center in football. And Matt Khalil's been... He's been decent yeah, at, left ta- at left tackle. He was playing his old team, though. Yeah. You know, he's he's still better than what we've had uh, yeah. in previous years at left tackle since Jordan Gross retired. Sadly, uh, Mike Remmers actually was out for the game for the Vikings, who of course was our left tackle last year. I really wanted to see him go up against Julius Peppers. Oh, that would have so been that, nice. Um, you know, Case Keenum could feel what Cam Newton felt all last year. Yes, but by the alas. way, Peppers had more than one sack. There was a sack that I don't think they gave him credit for, where uh, Keenum went down and then got yeah, back up. Yeah. And like, what is that? Got, like ten we, on the year? We got the sack. That's why I don't think they really reviewed it or anything, yeah. as far as statisticians go. But at the end of the game, they're like, Peppers had one sack. I was like, No, he had another one. But they yeah. didn't credit it to him because they didn't review whether Keenan was. How down. many does he have on the year? I think is that. I think he's credited nine and a half, but he's actually got ten and a half. Yeah, if exactly. you look at that one, that's unreal. Honestly, in eleven games, he's got ten and a half sacks at age thirty-seven. I saw a stat on Mario Addison, another one of our studs. He's got. Um, I think 20 sacks in the past 20 games. Actually, no. 20 out of the past 25 games, he has recorded at least one sack. Wow. And that was a guy that jumped around to like four teams before he got to Carolina. Yeah, I mean, he's 29 as a defensive end. And he's playing his best football, the best football of his career. He's mm-hmm. actually, I think he's one of our top four like pass rushers ever. Really? Yes. Let's see. We have Charles Johnson when he was younger. We have yeah. Julius Peppers when he was younger and now. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Green. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is he the only Panther that's in the Hall of Fame right now? 
Kevin Green, um, yes, but John Casey, I imagine, will make it sometime. He's not on the ballot this year. Eventually, he's going to make it. Oh, Steve Smith, no doubt. He's only been retired for a little over. I don't even know if he's a fit. If he is officially I don't think retired he's eligible yet. yet, yeah, I don't. He's definitely not eligible, but I don't know if that clock has even started. Oh, because that's I true. think he could still make a, a comeback. Yeah. But, speaking of official retirement, speaking of Hall of Fame, yeah, that's yeah. Devin Hester, one of my favorites. As man. if we didn't know he wasn't done with football yet, but just to make it official, he has officially <laughs> retired from football. The hands down best return man of all time. Yes. What do you think, Ben? You think uh, Devin Hester is a Hall of Famer? I think there's good arguments both ways, is what I'll say. Okay, and I, that's fair. I personally would put him in the Hall of Fame because agreed, agreed. he's a game changer. He is a guy that you definitely want on your team, and he was the best at what he did, ever. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're the best at what you do, I think you're a Hall of Fame player. Yeah. But there's, interestingly, uh, what's it, Matthew Slater on the Patriots is one of the best special teams players in the NFL I, it's it's a guy that's on the Patriots, and he's always getting the tackles on special yeah, teams. I yeah. think it's Slater. He always makes the Pro Bowl. So is that do you draw the line there? Because the argument against Hester being in the Hall of Fame is that better p- people that would have been better at returning didn't because they were receivers. Yeah. Returners are basically backup receivers, and Hester was never good enough to start at receiver, so he always stayed at returner. Okay. Antonio Brown maybe could have been the best returner of all time. That's if he, true. If he wasn't so valuable to his team. That's true. To that argument, I say this. Uh, could punters, punters make the Hall of Fame? Well, punters are starters at their position. Yeah, but so is a kick returner. Because if the starting special teams, like punters obviously can make the Hall of Fame. But mm-hmm. punters could honestly be considered backup kickers. They're not scoring points. And they're literally just like, Furthering the line of scrimmage for the other team to take over the down. No respect to disrespect to punters. I mean, for the brand, all that. But like, if you I see what you're saying, if you put punters in the Hall of Fame, you have to put the people who was the returners who were catching their punts. You have to consider at least someone who got 14. I think it 14 touchdowns. Was it 14 punt returns? 14 punt returns and, and five kickoff returns. Yeah. So a lot of touchdowns. I personally yeah. agree with you. I think Devin Hester yeah, yeah. is a Hall of Famer, and I also think he will get into the Hall of Fame. I, I think he will for sure. I mean, he was a solid receiver. He was never like a number one receiver, or he really didn't catch many passes until he went to Atlanta. He actually, I think, moved. He was like their number three receiver when he was in Atlanta. Like in, he was, in Chicago, he was always the number four receiver. Yeah, so he, he was on in five wide situations. Yeah, but. he never, never really uh, caught a lot of passes in Chicago at all. Yeah, but again, best return of all time. I was actually at a Panthers game one time. He returned a kick. A kick return, uh, a kick for a touchdown against us. Did we win that game? I don't remember actually. What was it back in 2011? You were showing me the highlights. 2011. That was actually in Chicago. Oh, okay. That was a punt return. I think it was. Um, I I really don't remember when it was. was. I went to a lot more games his, when I was a kid. His last his last years with the Bears. Anyway, he went he went with to the Falcons. He actually played well there. I got yeah. I got to watch him play a couple years ago when the Panthers beat the Falcons for the division title when we yeah. had a losing record. But anyway. Devin Hester is a Hall of Fame player. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Carson Wentz, though. Oh, man. Yeah. That is uh, very sad because he's a great guy and also a really, really good player this year. But let me tell you, Nick Foles. Dude, I love Nick Foles. I'm going to say this. I'm going to scream it from the mountaintop. Absolutely not. System quarterback. Chip Kelly's offense. So, okay. Okay. Chip Kelly's offense was like a one-hit wonder in the NFL. Chip and Kelly's offense I think was good benefit. because Nick Foles was his quarterback. How about that? 
I guess we'll find out. <laughs> we'll certainly find out. What do you think the Eagles' chances are in the playoffs with Nick Foles? Well, they've already clinched their division, mm-hmm. so we know they're going to be there. I think if they win two more games, they're going to get a first-round bye. Mm-hmm. If they win one more game, they're very likely to get a first-round bye, although it is possible that they could still be the three-seed. So I really like I like the Eagles to beat the Giants this week, and I think they play the Cowboys in Week 17. Now... Mm-hmm. I think they win both of those games. I'm not sure who their Week 16 opponent is. But once but... they get in the playoffs, John, how far? Oh, how, I know. Do I'm you just think saying... they were a Super Bowl team with wins? Yeah. You think they would have got to the Super Bowl? Yes. So now, or, where do they not, go? Ne- not guaranteed, but I think it's just pretty likely that they would have. Now, where do they go with Nick Foles? Where does the journey end for them? Well, say that they end up with the number one seed. Mm-hmm. Um, very likely. Very likely, yeah. I think, I think they win one game and then... Losing the NFC Championship. So you think that Wentz just cost them a game as far as Pretend, like him yes. going out? I think Nick Foles can still take them to the Super Bowl because, I mean, I mean you he look did at, have a game with seven touchdown passes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's very capable. You look at that defense, too. Nick Foles doesn't even have to do that much. Yeah, their defense Against is Denver, really Denver, yeah, they held him to three points. And, of course, I mean, it's Denver. Yeah. But still— if if your defense can win can win you games like it did against the Rams on Sunday, Nick Foles barely even had to do anything. Although he didn't really have that much opportunity to. Yeah, Wentz uh, tore his ACL and still threw a touchdown pass. Yeah, that was yeah that was like a Kobe moment. Although Wentz is not on Kobe's level yet, <laughs> still like uh, if you remember a few years ago, Kobe tore his Achilles then shot two free throws. I, and then made I didn't both. watch it, but I've heard of. Oh that. I, I, yeah, I wasn't watching, but I remember hearing about it. But um. Yeah, Kobe the legend. Yeah, I think my prediction um, for the NFC, just uh, we can go in and talk about that now. I really, I think the Saints are going to win the NFC South. I hate to say it, mm-hmm. but I would love to see them lose one more and the Panthers win out. Well, yeah, the, yes. the way that works is because they beat us twice, we have to finish with a better record. Yes, so they have to. Even though we're tied, they essentially have a one-game lead. If we yes. went out, they can go two and one, and we win. If they, if we win two games, they have to lose two. Yes. So we have to finish, and our next three opponents are pretty tough. Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers finally comes back, which you know I'm glad to see Aaron Rodgers back. But yeah, love Aaron waited Rodgers. One more week. Aaron. I'm not worried about this game. I'm I'm sorry. The, I'm surprised by that. I really am because I, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but like I mean, and I think Aaron Rodgers is the second greatest quarterback of all time. I really do. But if you put Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, on that Packers team, I still wouldn't be that scared of him. I am I really just scared because it's Aaron Rodgers. That's why I'm scared. And I mean, that's a fair point. But uh, the did they win two games with Hudley or three? They, they won beat it. the the Browns and barely beat the Browns. I was really wanting the Browns team. to win it because most likely, had the Browns won that game, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't come back all year. If yeah, they were out yeah, of playoff exactly. contention, I think it would have eliminated them straight up. From playoff contention. Well, they would be they'd have seven losses, and so they would really It'd be very, very close for yeah, them being eliminated. Be really unlikely, and he would not come back because you wouldn't risk it. Now, Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Let's say they can make the playoffs maybe at ten and six if they win out, and you don't know what's gonna happen in the playoffs, and I like Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Oh so. yeah. If they get there, I definitely would favor the Packers in their wild card game. But why why are you so relaxed? Against Aaron Rodgers and the <laughs> Packers. I don't... I, it's, it's Because, like, we win every single matchup. Versus the Packers? Yes. They have good receivers, but we've seen that their receivers can't do anything without their quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is back. 
but he's coming off an injury. So you're saying an he's injury not going to be 100%? That, he's not going to be 100%. The injury affected his throwing shoulder. Even if he's 100%, how like not rusty is he going to be? You know, I really think... Um, I hope you're right. I really do. Because we I match do up well I do versus <laughs> Josh Jones and the rest of the Packers' defense. Yeah. I don't think they're really good. I mean, Deshaun Kaiser... Their run defense is garbage. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Um and we have, okay, it's not all I'm going to say, but <laughs> Isaiah Crowell ran for 112 yards. Mm-hmm. The Packers, I mean, look, come on. If the Browns' offense moves it, I'm very confident that we're going to be very yes. good versus the Packers' defense. I'm just, again, it's hard, hard to 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 not. It's hard to doubt Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and our defense is the best in the NFL. It's played that way all year. But this may be the best defense I've ever seen that gives up big plays on a semi-consistent basis <laughs> because. Will will it's always those you take away that well, one play. What does that tell you about the front seven? They're really good. Yeah, and the secondary secondary, secondary played very well on uh, on Sunday with the Vikings. Yes, only gave up one big play. Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs are the best wide receiver duo in the NFL this season, and we mm. held them very much in check. I disagree, but I think they're very close. Who, I, who's better, Julio and Sanu? Ah, uh, no, and um, Antonio Brown Julio, and Juju Smith Schuster. Julio is better than. Thielen or Diggs, but I don't put Sanu that high up. Really? I, yeah. Diggs. Sanu's had like um, at least four catches in every single game. I'm not game. saying Sanu's not good, but I just, Thielen and Diggs were playing better than anyone else, and we held them in check. Diggs has actually not had that good. He had a really good start to the season, but um, honestly, he's he's fallen off a little. So, like, I'm going to I'm gonna push this point for a little bit. I Well, while you're looking that up, I just want to harp on my boy, my dude, Brent Burson. Yeah, he had got a good that catch. reception. Mm-hmm. He is my favorite player on the Panthers. No, he's not. But oh like, my gosh, he's one of the guys <laughs> that like you know from Wofford. Like that's cool that he grew up a Panthers fan. I always root for Brent Burson. He's not a popular within the uh, Panthers fan base, but I'd contrary, say he's very popular. No, the there Panthers are so many Burson haters. So many. Yeah, you either love him or hate him. I think a lot of people hate him. I mean, love him. I a lot of people so love him, people and a lot him. of people hate him. Yeah, but. he catches it when it's thrown to him. He's a great run blocker at his position. How many catches does he have this year? Three. Uh, yeah, probably. It's a too small a sample but, size to say he catches it when he throws it at him. I don't see him dropping. I don't remember him dropping. I remember him dropping punts in the playoffs. That's true. He's not a good punt returner, but I never said he was. And I'm always happy when he doesn't run out there or return punts. Gosh, if he does, I want Rivera fired. Or at least our special teams coach. There's no reason for him to because we have Clay's played very well other than one He muff fumbles punt. too. Yeah. McCaffrey. McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey <laughs> is just the, his usage in the offense allows it that if yeah. he has a big. We have to rest him, obviously. Exactly. We can't be using him on the punt returns. Yeah. So as I, much as I'd love to see it, <laughs> I kind of hope he does. Uh, I think we'll use him like the Steelers use Brown in punt returns when we really, really need one. Yeah. I think we'll yeah. put McCaffrey out there. Yeah. Just um, I looked up Diggs' stats, and he has um, no more than six catches. He had six catches for 64 yards against us. That's a good game. But the week before, two catches for 32 against Atlanta, uh, five for 66. That's okay. Four for 32 the week before that. I'd say he's been mediocre. Sanu Mm -hmm. can catch and throw touchdowns. Oh, that's true. Julio is a verified superstar. Juju Smith-Schuster, he's been on a roll. He has been a little injured. Of course, he got suspended for that monster uh, block on it was a great Montez block. Burfecht. Yeah, nothing dirty about that. I don't. I disagree. He probably with the got NFL suspended for standing over a Burfecht, but which um, can be fair. 
That's fair, but considering I also, he was injured, I also I don't really, think he knew he was injured. Oh, Smith's used. Yeah, I think he just popped him and stood over him. Like if oh, if, oh Burfitt, he didn't know Burfitt, Burfitt wasn't was injured. injured. I don't think that would have been a suspension necessarily. I think if Burfitt had, Burfitt was not injured, he probably would have popped right back up, and there may have been a fight. Which you know I don't mind seeing. That's kind of yeah. entertaining. What's but, it? Uh, uh, Akib Talib is always grabbing uh, Michael Crabtree's chain. Oh yeah, that, that is hilarious. That makes me mad because I really hate Akib Talib. I think I he's one of the worst people in the NFL. I don't like. I think it's funny. It's always funny, but I, from Crabtree's perspective, like that's terrible. Like, yeah, why can't the man just My wear his chain? Grandma gave me that chain. <laughs> Did his grandma? That's a reference for those oh. of y'all who get it. I don't <laughs> get it. It's okay. I was homeschooled. Um, <laughs> uh, in the AFC, speaking of the AFC, speaking of Pittsburgh, good receivers. They are playing the Patriots on Sunday. Oh, wait. Is, is that time? Is that that time? That pick time? Oh, it is pick time. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. I'm definitely not going to pick that game because that's too close to call, in my opinion. Oh, so but. you changed it again. Oh, man. You're you're flip-flopping on me all over the place. See, you, if you listen, go back and listen to our shows. When I have momentum, Benjamin is quiet. I am, yes. But when he's up a measly two games, which yes. can be brought back in one week. Well, think about it. It's only six games left to pick. I'm up two. So you need me. If I go four and two, you can't beat me. If I go three and three, you have to go six and oh to beat me. So you need to go six and oh and me go three and three. I'm going to go six and oh. Really? Yes. So what are, what's the two and oh games you're going to get this week? By the way, I was two and oh last week. We tied last Congratulations. week. Congratulations. I was sweating <laughs> over here in the seat. Yeah. I was very nervous because I talked a lot of, lot of junk. So yeah. And then you, now you you're talking o- junk again. Yeah, because you went over, over two. So, yeah. anyway, enough, enough of that. Picking San Francisco over Tennessee. I like Jimmy G. That uh, was my upset pick last week. It's yeah. in San Fran. Yeah, I think, I think it's fair. Um, I think Tennessee is way worse than their record. Mm. Absolute garbage. I, I don't really say do. Garbage, I know they were your Super Bowl pick. Yeah, I got to stick to that. Tell me, because I'm not. I'm not a flip flopper. I stick with my picks. Oh, I do too. I, I think the Raiders are going to <laughs> going to the Super Bowl along with the Packers. No, I'm just Packers. Kidding. I think you had Packers over Raiders before the season started. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and, and the I had, Packers over the Raiders. I have Panthers over Titans, and both my teams are playoff teams as of right now. Yes. So, I mean, I hope it's Panthers Titans because. I mean, we'll it's going to be a good game. Yeah, we'll win. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so you got yeah. the, the Niners over the Titans. Who do you have for your upset? My upset is the Rams over the Seahawks. Okay. Now, the Rams have a better record, but it's in Seattle. And every time the Seahawks play anybody, we have to hear us just so much about it. I'm so tired of hearing about Seattle. I hope to goodness gracious they do not make the playoffs because I don't want to hear about how amazing Russell Wilson is and how amazing the Seahawks defense is and how, how amazing the 12th man is because it's not even your thing, Seattle. It belongs to Texas A&M. They actually have the <laughs> trademark on it. So that's like, you can't even say 12th man. They have to say the 12 now because Texas A&M is like, hey, that's our thing. You guys can't have that. So many bandwagon Seahawks, that's a, man. It's a nice rant, man. I, okay, well, this, the Seahawks are going to lose to the Rams. See, that, like, I hope. That is right, but I also want to win. Also, yeah, because the, the Seahawks are in the wild card hunt as well. Yes. The main players in this hunt are the Panthers, Falcons, Seahawks, Packers. And Saints. Saints, well, like, if, well, if yeah, the Saints are like, in the wild card hunt, we're in the division hunt. Like, to me, the Saints are in, as well, far as oh, I'm concerned. If the Saints oh, yeah. are a wild card, we're winning the division. Well, not necessarily. I don't because think Because number one, they've win. lost to Atlanta. If they lose again to Atlanta, um, then I... I'm not sure about the tiebreakers between Seattle and New Orleans, but if, let's say we win out, Atlanta wins everything except for um, the game versus us. 
except for the game versus us, and then they beat the Saints. That still puts Atlanta at 10-6, and six, though, if they You're lose right. a game. You're so, right. I don't think Atlanta can win the division. Yeah, like, you're can, right, you're right. But I don't think they will. They're going to need a collapse from both the Panthers and New Orleans, but they are playing both All of they us. have to do is beat us both pretty pretty much. There are, the, if they, um, win they have three a games, better record in the NFC than we do. If they win three games, if they win out, they'll be 11-5. and five. And, okay, well, technically, yes. I, I still think the Saints are going to win the division. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with you, yeah, but... Um, Anyway, yeah, the Seahawks, just to wrap up. all of that back up, the Seahawks are going to lose to the Rams. Certainly hope so. Lock of the week, John. Vikings over the Bengals. I think Case Keenum bounces back. Doesn't throw a single pick. I think it's an absolute blowout. Joe Mixon's um, Cincinnati's best player. He's probably not even going to play. Over A.J. Green? Um, yeah. No. I, I think so. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, all right. All right, A.J. Green's their best player. But He's talking about right now. You can't I don't hand know. the ball off. Yeah, you can't hand the ball off to wide receivers, and you can't get it to them when your quarterback's Andy Dalton. So Joe, Joe Mixon's the, the red best rifle. Player. Oh man, I love red rifle. You redheads are supposed to stick. Not for uh, his you're ability. supposed to stick together. Like, yeah, dude, Carson Wentz. He's a he's a redhead. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Mm. Go look up a picture of Carson Wentz and how much he looks like Prince Harry of I, England. Yeah. Do it. He does. Both redheads, doppelgangers. But a- anyway. Anyway. Who's your lock, Ben? <laughs> the Saints over the Jets are my lock. And eh, I certainly yeah. hope that doesn't happen, but Josh McCown has played well for the Jets, and he's out. He broke his hand. He's so done for the season. whoever is in New York playing quarterback is not good, and so the Jets are not <laughs> going to win over the Saints. Is not. <laughs> I believe it's Bryce Petty. But yeah, I think it's either Bryce Petty or, or Christian Hackenberg. Christian Hackenberg from Penn State. Um I forget what Hackenberg's name nickname was. He got kicked out of practice for not knowing how to to call a huddle earlier this year. I think in training camp, like really? he couldn't he couldn't uh, call the huddle, and the coach was like, "Do it again." He didn't do it right, and the coach was like, "Go home." So what what was Christian Hackenberg's nickname? I mean, he played at Penn State. I don't know. I well, feel like it was. Um, man, I forget what it was. Never mind. Never mind. We'll but, move on. We can yeah, move on. I'm gonna look that up afterwards. But all right, so. Yeah, so the picks, I'm going to go 2-0 there. You're going to go 0-2. I'm going to clinch it. We're going to take uh, one last break, and then we're going to talk some NBA basketball for the last five minutes or so of our our show. So um, enjoy Moving On by Matt Kearney. We were young and we were brave With our eyes wide shut in the choices we made Well, you I'm giving 
back with regrets and you I had a reply to your text, never sent it. When bridges were burning and accusations. Funny how time is the great revelation. Life Sports Show, final five minutes of the semester. Thank you for still listening, even if somehow you're still listening to us. Um, we're going to talk some NBA basketball before we go. All right, yeah, storylines in the NBA. Real quick. The Hornets finally won a game. Hey, Remember when I said the Hornets would win 50 games this year? Good yeah, time. and I told you you were crazy. And you said 48 games, so... I didn't say 48. Yeah, you did. I said 41. I said mm. we were going 500 and make the playoffs. Well, no, you said 48. We'll go back and Do you and have listen. it on record? When it gets posted to well, SoundCloud. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, it yeah, was Wait, at the start of the season, it's already posted. Okay, maybe. But you said 48. I am almost certain right. you said 48. Well, I take it back. I think we're going to win 30 games, and I think we're going to get a, a crappy lottery pick. Oh, like a top ten lot, like, like a, a Devin Booker level pick, you know where the Suns no, like got a Devin. Frank Kaminsky level pick no, <laughs> because Suns... we took Frank Kaminsky over Devin Booker, but yeah, uh, Booker <sighs> Booker went like fourteen or twelve or something like that. So he we'll, went twelve. Yeah, we'll probably be in that range. Hopefully, we'll get him. Malik Monk, Donovan Mitchell went yeah. um, eleven, eleven right after Zach Collins. Yeah. The players knew what was up. They uh, they uh, said that he was the steal of the draft. Actually, he went twelfth because we had wait. Yeah, he did. We go had 12th. the 11th pick. Yeah. Yeah. We so Mitchell Monk. went 12th. We went 11th. And anyway, Monk. so it was a great yeah. pick by Utah because Mitchell is playing very well. Yeah. I mean, hindsight's 2020. I liked Monk at the time. I still like Monk as a prospect. Would have loved to get Mitchell, though. I mean, he's he's just a baller. Yeah. I mean, he dropped 40 points, you know, as a rookie. I know. He was supposed to be really Griffin. good at defense when he played at Louisville. Yeah. And like now still he still is. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, he was supposed to be a defensive guy. He's a shooting guard that you need to have in this league if you want to win. Like, you got to have a good defensive shooting guard who can also score. All right. But. So, really quick other NBA storyline Kawhi Leonard's back, the best defensive player in the, the NBA. Claw, the claw, the claw. Oh. <laughs> I love it when I watch the top plays and there's that one guy that goes, Kawhi not. On all of his Kawhi dunks not. when he gets uh, the top I, I love Kawhi Leonard so he is, much. He I'm is, not a Spurs fan. I just love Kawhi he's, Leonard. He's uh, Draymond Green that's better and like a way nicer person. That's Kawhi Leonard. I think Kawhi's a robot. Maybe. You ever seen that video of him smiling? And he goes like... I've never um, seen him smile, he actually. Tells a, he tells a joke and then he goes, huh, without smiling. And then he like forces a grin. And it's so awkward, but it's hilarious. Like you, you just... He'll hit like a game winning shot and then he gives like the the fist bump, straight face. Going up for a dunk, fist bump or like not fist bump, but just like straight face. Looking yeah. at the rim, going up for a dunk. I wish I had that much control over my emotions. I was <laughs> I'm I'm just an emotional person. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways yeah. So uh 
the Paul George trade, you know, we talked about that before, right when it happened. Yeah. Who won that trade? If In hindsight, 2020. I think the Pacers did. Because you look at uh, Paul George's numbers, he's only putting up 20 points. He's mm-hmm. shooting 35% from the field. Oladipo in Indiana, that's his hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, 25 a game. Yeah, 25 a game, six assists per game. He's shooting like 47% from the field. Sabonis is averaging 12 and 8. He's shooting 55%. And he's been injured from the for field. some of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, man. Like I I'm, think I think the Thunder will be okay when playoff time comes around. I feel I think, like they're kind of like the Cavs in that respect. They're old and they're just not going. Well, Melo's old. They're not yeah. just going all out right now. I, just like the Cavs, we were all about the Cavs being terrible, and then they went off for 13 straight wins, and mm-hmm. now yeah. they're fine. Like no one was really expecting the Cavs or the Thunder to be terrible. As of right now, I think they also lost the Carmelo Anthony trade for uh, Doug McDermott and in, in his canter. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because, look, New York got rid of a player who, number one, didn't want to be there, and number two, would barely let them trade him. That's, like, the worst combination. And then you got uh, Indus Cantor, who is a guy with a very loud mouth. I but, know, um, and I'm so glad he very went to New York. player off the bench. Yeah. yeah, but now he's in New York, so we know his personality, and that's great, because New yeah. York always does well with those guys with personality. Yeah, and Doug McDermott is getting buckets. He had 25 the other night. That's yeah. his career he's high. Always, yeah, he's always been a really nice player. Before we go, i got to mention, uh, the Lakers didn't win last night, but Lonzo played a great game, had a ridiculous dunk uh, on a fast break, and a great three-pointer. LeVar was going crazy. I, I just I had to mention Lonzo. That's, I love him. That's the times that I like to see LeVar, like as a dad being excited about his yeah, kid playing yeah, well. Yeah, that's what he is. People fail to realize that all the time. I, For the most part, I like LeVar Ball. I know. I know. I just, I'm tired of all the, the headlines that I constantly see every yeah. time LeVar Ball is yeah. doing something. Well, we're out of time. Well, it's yeah. been a fun semester, man. It has been a fun semester. Yeah. And you know what, John? I just want to take this time to say that I appreciate you know, you doing the show. I've had a blast on the show. Oh, of course, man. Yeah. And we've got to know each other. And I, I'd like to think that we're good friends. I appreciate friends. you hosting. Oh, yeah, we are. I appreciate you hosting and valuing my opinions, even when you disagree with them. <laughs> I, I, it's actually all a ruse. I don't value any of your opinions, John. And I think you you're do wrong. a good job of hiding it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I've been told I'm great at hiding everything. All right. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening and supporting us through this first semester of this show. And hopefully. Yeah. This show's going to be around for a really long time, even after me and John graduate. Yeah. Have a, a great Christmas break and a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and your family.